Hello, welcome to Faith, Food, and Family. My name is Crystal Petrello, and I have a passion for not only food, of course, but raising my kids up to love Jesus. In this current world, it is so important to teach our kids about diversity. But how do we get to teach them about diversity and discipleship? in a way that makes sense for our crazy busy lives. And I have to challenge you that it's around the table. My goal is to help you to bring your kids to the table to teach about discipleship and diversity through foodways and learning about other cultures and how to ask good questions so that we can create conversation and not judgment. I welcome you on this journey. Well, hello, everyone. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I am thankful and full of gratitude that you are joining me for the Thanksgiving episode where we're going to talk about thankfulness. So I'd like to start off with a Bible verse. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to be thankful? The cool thing right now is to have a gratitude journal. So we went from just having journaling and all of these things, and now we're being more specific. People know that we need to focus on the positive I think a lot of us realized during 2020 um, how blessed we are, even when a lot of us lost everything or a lot of things, jobs, houses, finances. In America, we still have the safety net. We have family. Um, We most of us still had a roof above our heads. And it was really hard for me to be thankful for everything that was happening in my life. Um, In hindsight, I can be thankful, but I think the hard part is, is looking at these verses and say, give thanks in all circumstances. It's really hard to do that when you've lost your job and you're moving across the country and you have to downsize your house because finances aren't going to make it. And it it's hard when you have a loss to actually rejoice and be thankful that you still have a roof over your head, that you have a wonderful family that is supporting you and helping you and encouraging you. You have skills that you can still go get a job. You have beautiful children and wonderful spouse. And it's hard because I think, especially for myself, our expectations for what we wanted for our life as we moved along along with let's not lie to ourselves, social media, there's so much more exposure to how great life can be, that we can't help but whether it's comparing our life to what we thought it would be and our expectations, or to other people's lives and how some people just seem to just crap rainbows, even though they're not living a godly lifestyle. So I want to really talk about what it means to be thankful and rejoicing even in the worst of times. I think it's so easy for myself to be thankful when everything's going right. 
correct? So when you've got the job that you wanted, or at least you have a job that's going well, and it's not a battle every single day. And when you have a roof over your head, and you're able to just enjoy your family, we have all these wonderful things, it's easy to be thankful. But what does it mean to be thankful in all circumstances? And sometimes we just got to dig deep. I do not like to compare myself to others around the world. I think that's the worst. Well, it's not like you live in a shack somewhere in, I don't know, a developing country. And I'm like, just like I don't think it's fair to compare my circumstances to someone who I perceive is doing better. I also don't want to perceive like compare my life to someone who's doing worse. It's not about comparing yourself to anyone, period. It's about looking to God and saying, okay, especially in my lowest moments, it was, God, whatever comes out on the other side, it better be good because all this pain better be worth something for your glory. And I hope I get to see it. And I guess that's my way of giving thanks. Like, I'll take it because I don't have any choice, but I can have a way out of this because of the hope that I have in you, God. Follow that up with what it says here in Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want to really focus there on which transcends all understanding. We're not going to fully comprehend the way we act and the way we're shining our light, probably until eternity. And even at that, God, it's up to God to reveal it to us and how our lives made an impact for him. But I think it's just... We want to see things right here and right now. And being thankful is also having that hope that you're making an impact for Christ. And that in the long run, it's all worth something for sure, even if we can't see it. So that's what I say to, you know, being thankful, being conscious of our benefit received in Christ, that he is just continually blessing us, whether our personal sinful selves perceives it as being faithful, as him being faithful or not, he is being faithful. The fact that we have breath in our lungs says that he loves us and he is faithful. If we look up the definition for thankful, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, it is an adjective that says it's expressive thanks, conscious of your benefit received. Now, for those of you who love English, an adjective means you're actually describing a noun. So an adjective describes a noun. So you're being thankful. Yes, it's a verb. But the goal is to have it describe you, you're the noun, as a person, right? Being a person who lives a life of thankfulness. It's a posture. I think so often, yes, we say thank you to God for food when we sit down to eat. We say thank you to God as we're driving in the car and 
thank goodness that driver who has way too much in their truck and they're texting on their phone and all that stuff swerved and nobody got hurt. We say thank you in those moments, but what about those moments when it's not going great? What I challenge you in this Thanksgiving and soon to be Christmas season, we have to do something more than just saying thank you. It's about having that posture of worship and of gratefulness to the God who loves us. In the Old Testament, the sacrificial system, as we know, goodness, these temples must have just looked like slaughterhouses with how many offerings were made on a daily basis, but there was specifically a type of sacrifice, a thanks offering, tied to the concept of blessing that could be made. We see this in Leviticus 7. Thanks was tied to that of blessing, remembering that God delivered the Israelites from Egypt, and he was blessing them, and he had chosen them as his chosen people, and chosen people that would then have the offspring of Jesus, thus bringing us the ultimate sacrifice so that moving into the New Testament, Thanksgiving is tied to the concept of grace or that redemptive work of Jesus. And we see even in the New Testament, Jesus gave thanks. I don't know how this works. And I think this is one of those awesome mysteries that we will fully be able to comprehend, I hope, when we get to heaven someday and understanding the concept of the Trinity. This goes back to transcends all understanding. Just because we can't understand it just goes to show how, although God created us to be wonderful, smart beings, we are not God. So just because we don't understand the Trinity doesn't mean we're dumb. It just means that we are not God. So if anything should be humbling, it's being thankful that the God of the universe has not given us all of the truths because our little brains might just explode. I want to say that Jesus gives thanks to God, which is part of himself in the Trinity, but we're not going to dive into that. So you see, Jesus gives thanks. He even gives thanks like in the Last Supper, like he knows he's going to die and he's continually giving thanks. And that is the posture of just always being conscious that it is God who sustains us and it is God who blesses us not only with breath, but everything that we have. And if we want to really dive into how do we kind of start when we pray to actually just make sure it's part of our prayer time. I really like to have this, especially as our kids grow up, we can work it into our prayers in different ways. So I like to pray, kind of keep myself organized in the acronym ACTS. So it means adoration, confession, thanks, and supplication. So adoration is giving glory to God. So it's not thanking him so much for everything he's giving us. It's praising him for the God that he is and all of his wonderful attributes. And then there's confession. This is where we confess our sins. This is where we really have a moment where we come before the Lord and say, I mess up. And how, what am I going to do to fix this? Help me to fix my heart. And we might go to him every single day with the same 
sin that we're struggling with. Mine is cussing and being really careful with my mouth. So I feel like I'm always going to him on this, trying to keep your mouth. And then the next is thanks. So if you think about it this way, we're getting right with God, right? So we praise him. We confess that we cannot forgive our own sins and we cannot move on without him. And then we thank him for everything that he's given us. After we do thanks and after we continue with this act of praise and relationship, prayer is talking to God and and part of a relationship, of course, is communication. And then very last is supplication. That's where we ask for things that matter to us. This is God is not a God of Santa Claus. He's not sitting around giving us toys as we need it and things as we want them. But these are things, yes, you can ask to be able to move into the size house that you lived in before you lost it with COVID. But it's all with that attitude and that posture of thankfulness, because we were just thanking God for everything. God, I thank you for the roof over my head, but I would love to have more space for my kids to play in the yard. And I really think, you know, this is something that's on my heart that I would I would like to have. But always with that posture that God's will be done, because ultimately, at the end of the day, it's for his purpose, right? For his purpose. I think one of the things that helps to introduce our children to praying in Acts, the Acts acronym, I should say, is when we get to the thanks part, I will ask my three-year-old what made them happy today, if they're willing to share. That's what we're thankful for. And that's what we will say we're thankful for to the Lord. And as we get older, you know, the the depth of what they're thankful for will come forward. But it's part of teaching even our children this attitude of gratitude, especially when you have a five-year-old who doesn't seem thankful for anything. And then you wonder why you give them all the nice things, but that's besides the point. How do we live this life, this posture of thankfulness, of gratitude? Just acknowledging that God's love is new every morning and our only response to his continual unwavering love should be that thankfulness. And I think that continual state of prayer and memorizing Bible verses, I think that that's another thing to really focus on too. After Philippians, after Philippians 7, after we've talked about prayer, petition, thanksgiving, present your request to God, his peace transcends all understanding. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. And it goes on. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Have our minds focused not only on Christ, but on the positive and on on the good things in life. With the idea of, you know, people are doing their three things they're grateful that day. I think we should refuse to keep Thanksgiving it confined to a day, to a journal, or to a note card. I think it's something that should be that those things are fine, but don't keep it confined to those things. It should be the, a continual act of praise and thanksgiving as we move forward in our life and our praise and raising our children in the Lord. 
I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I pray that the words that come out of my mouth are a blessing to you and to the Lord. Have a wonderful holiday. Be patient with our family. And in the back of your mind, try not to be sarcastic. And everything, give thanks. Thanks for joining me today on Faith, Food, and Family, where we talk about faith, food, or family, or just maybe all of it all at the same time. Because, you know, why not?